Hey, this is Dr. Patty Sadala. Welcome to my Experience Jesus podcast. In this identity episode, we will dive deeply into the power of praise and thanksgiving and what happens when we respond to God with a heart of gratitude, especially when it's not easy to be grateful. The word for thankfulness is Eucharistio, which properly means God's grace works well to give thanks, literally to be thankful for God's good grace. This is where we get the word Eucharist when used to describe the sacrifice of communion. The word for praise is yada, which means to confess, thanks, to make a confession, to glorify God. The word for gratitude is cheris, which means thankfulness for the grace and kindness and favor of God. And we all know the word hallelujah, which literally means praise the Lord. So praise and thanksgiving reveal a heart posture of gratitude for all that God is and all that God does for you. Have you ever thought of praise and thanksgiving as a sacrifice? I honestly hadn't before I read it in Psalm 50, 23. He who offers a sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving honors me, and I to him who orders his way rightly, who follows the way that I show him. I shall show the salvation of God. How is praise and thanksgiving a sacrifice? The Lord reminded me of several times where I would see on Facebook someone sharing some highlight in their life, a new job, a proposal of marriage, a financial blessing, and they would say, God is good. You know, God isn't good only when great things are happening to your life. Goodness is part of his identity. It's who he is, not what he does. It's easy to praise God when things are going great, but The sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving is to know that God is good even in the midst of trials and tragedies. Praising God in the midst of these negative circumstances is truly a sacrifice. God's goodness is not just because of what he does for you. Philippians 4, 6 reminds us to do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Let me say that again. In every situation, by praise and thanksgiving. That can be challenging sometimes. You know, people are watching you. If you are open about your faith in God, you may be the only Bible people ever read. This is called your witness. It's what people see in you related to your belief in God. Are you reflecting God with love, peace, and patience? Or are you known for grumbling and complaining about your circumstances, your job, your marriage, or your kids? It is important to remember that you are not the standard of Christianity. Jesus is. He was the only one who ever lived the perfect life, and therefore you have no responsibility or expectation of being perfect in this life. However, if you are not responding in love to challenges and circumstances or showing people how to lean on the Lord in tough times by your life example, your witness is ineffective. Non-believers are watching you. Your kids are watching you. Other family members are watching you. Your colleagues at work and church are watching you. Your responsibility is to be the light to these people. So praising and thanking God in your challenging circumstances is important. Before I move on, I want you to notice that I said, 
thanking God in your challenging circumstances and not for your challenging circumstances. Prepositions can make a difference. I was bit by the Lyme's tick in 2009, and God healed me miraculously of Lyme's disease in 2012. God allowed for me to get Lyme's disease, and while I wouldn't wish that disease on anyone, I have plenty to thank him for connected to that time of my life. Reflecting back on that time, getting Lyme's disease was a gift. As a result of that disease, the Lord slowed me down, turned my face to his, drew me near to him. I found my purpose in that season. God drew me so close that he set me on my Jeremiah 29 11 path. He aligned me with him in that season. Lyme's disease led to my first book, my healing miracle, and eventually my doctorate in discipleship ministry. I couldn't possibly have known any of those blessings would come from such a challenging season in my life, but I was living Romans 8.28. Romans 8.28 says, And we know with great confidence that God, who is deeply concerned about us, causes all things to work together as a plan for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his plan and purposes. As a believer, know that God will turn around every challenging circumstance for good. When you fix your eyes on him and ask him to show you the way to get through the challenge, thanking him in advance that there is a way, because that's a promise in his word, and that he will show you the way, another promise in the word. This is the sacrifice of worry and anxiety. It is a sacrifice of praise. See that issue being sacrificed on an altar. Watch it burn up and disappear. Responding to challenges with praise and thanksgiving is a powerful witness. And know that the power to even make this choice comes from God and that there is a sacrifice of your own mind, will, and emotion related to it. It is really natural to fix your eyes on the negative things that are happening to you. It's challenging not to, but you get to because God's given you the power to do so with the Holy Spirit in your heart. But you must allow him to give you the heavenly perspective that will get you through it. You know, it's not just other people that are watching you. The enemy is watching you too. Satan's number one goal for the believer is to keep you from your kingdom impact. One way he does this is to have you fixing your eyes on negative things. There is power when you speak in agreement with the Lord's truth, the word of God, and other things that he has spoken and promised to you especially as we've just indicated that he turns all things around for good. Agreeing with the enemy for negative outcomes will keep you from seeing silver linings in your challenges and you will not realize the power behind sacrificial praise and thanksgiving. Actually, you open the door for the enemy to rob you of kingdom impact. If your eyes are fixed on your issues, they're not fixed on Jesus. And the enemy knows that when your eyes are fixed on Jesus, you'll be transformed. So he will do everything he can to keep you from that reality. Satan's biggest strategy is to speak lies into your spirit that will keep you from seeing what God wants you to see and from becoming who he wants you to become. I absolutely love 
C.S. Lewis's classic book, The Screwtape Letters, from 1942. It is a fictionalized story that teaches spiritual warfare in reverse. Screwtape is an experienced demon who's counseling his nephew, Wormwood, a new tempter assigned to a patient. Much like a guardian angel for the opposite side, Wormwood's job is to speak lies into the patient's ears and keep him away from God's plans and ensure that he stays well below the calling of God. In this book, the demons call God the enemy. There are 31 letters that Screwtape writes to Wormwood, and each teaches the lies that are key strategies for keeping the enemy down. But letter 31 really got my attention, the conclusion of the book. Here's a list of quoted snippets from this letter that will give you an insight about why it's important to keep your eyes fixed on God and not your circumstances, and to understand who he really is and who you are in him. In this letter, Screwtape is looking for Wormwood to take him for his eternal punishment, for failing with this patient. He goes on a rant about all the things that Wormwood did that lost his patient to God's side. Screwtape said, All our efforts are dismayed. How well I knew the instant that they snatched him from us. Did you see it for yourself? There was a sudden change in his eyes as he saw you, Wormwood, for the first time, and he recognized the part you had had in him and knew that you had had it no longer. It was as if he shed for good all the wet and clinging garments that held him back and was completely cleansed. He went so easily. It was sheer instantaneous liberation. Did you mark how, as if he was born for it, the little vermin entered the new life? How all his doubts, like the twinkling of an eye, became ridiculous? Do you know what your fatal flaw was? When he saw you, he also saw him. You allowed him to see that he is real. He, to them, is clarity itself. And worse yet, he was in the form of a man. The one for whom he thought was dead is alive, and even at his door. All our efforts are dismayed. God is real. His promises are real. And when we agree with God, he works all things for good. We can praise him and thank him in all circumstances by simply trusting that whether we can see it or not, he has a reason and he's working it out. Let's look at what happens in a Bible story when someone does this. In Acts 16, verses 22 to 26 said, The crowd also joined and attacked against them, and the chief magistrates tore their robes off and ordered Paul and Silas be beaten with rods. After striking them many times with the rods, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to guard them securely. He, having received such a strict command, threw them into the inner prison dungeon and fastened their feet in the stocks in an agonizing position. But about midnight, when Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the prisoners were listening to them, suddenly there was a great earthquake, so powerful that the very foundations of the prison were shaken, and at once all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were unfastened. The jailer was watching too. We pick the story up in verse 30. And after he brought them out of the inner prison, he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? 
And they answered, Believe in the Lord Jesus as your personal Savior and entrust yourself to him, and you will be saved, you and your household if they also believe. And they spoke the word of the Lord concerning eternal salvation through faith in Christ to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them that very hour of the night and washed their bloody wounds, and immediately he was baptized, he and his whole household. Then he brought them into the house and set food before them, and greatly rejoiced, since he had believed in God with his entire family, accepting with joy what had been made known to them about Christ. And here's another wonderful story. In Corey Tin Boom's memoir about her experiences as a prisoner in a Nazi concentration camp, she shares the story about when her sister Betsy reminded her that the Lord said in the word that you should give thanks in all circumstances. And Betsy suggested, let's thank God for the fleas. And Corey said, no way. I'm not going to thank God for these infernal fleas. But Betsy insisted. And they prayed a prayer of thanksgiving and praise for the fleas. Corey started to notice that the Nazis were checking on them less and less. And she asked one of the other women in the camp why she thought that was. And the woman said, it's because of the fleas. They don't like to come into the barracks because of the fleas. And she remembered her prayer and thanked God one more time for the fleas. Second Chronicles 16 verse 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord move to and fro throughout the earth, so that he may support those whose heart is completely his. I asked the Lord to help me understand this verse, and he said, I am looking for people to bless. For people who believe I am who I say I am, who know that they are who I say they are too. I'm looking for people that I can demonstrate my power and strength through. I'm looking for people who are fully committed to me and trust me through the good and the bad times. People who are willing to thank me, even when they're facing difficult circumstances. Those are the ones that I love to find and bless. There is a difference between my omnipresence and my manifest presence. My omnipresence means that I am everywhere present, yet I am more present in some places than I am in others. What that means is that when you fix your eyes on me in praise and worship, it causes me to fix my eyes on you. This is my manifest presence. I shared in a previous episode about God's glory and your anointing, and that God's manifest presence is the fullness of all that I am and my transformative power. So when you are looking at me and I am looking back at you, you can't help but be transformed. And wherever my eyes are fixed, my favor flows. Psalm 104 says, Enter his gates with a song of thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Bless and praise his name. God loves when you agree with him. When you remind him who he is from the word of God and you begin to agree with that truth, he is moved to bless you. Romans 10:17 says, So faith comes from hearing what is told, and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. When you hear yourself speaking praises out loud, you hear yourself through your natural ears. God hears you, and the enemy hears you. When you sow praise and thanksgiving, you reap God's blessing and power and favor. 2 Corinthians 4:15 says, For all these things are for your sake 
so that God's remarkable undeserved grace reaches to you more and more people. It may increase thanksgiving to the glory of our great God. Praising and thanking God through challenging circumstances shines God's light. No one takes notice when you thank God when things are going well. But when you can remind God who he is and others who God is in the midst of trials, with a heart of praise and gratitude, that shines a very bright light. Matthew 5, 14 to 16 says, You are the light of Christ to the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden, nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good deeds and moral excellence, and recognize and honor and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Now let's take some time to reflect back on the definitions of thanks and praise. The Lord revealed a secret of finding his heart posture of gratitude was to know him intimately. Who is he and who are you in him? This awakens and highlights the truths of God that are worthy of praising and thanking him. I believe this is one of the reasons the Lord has me see him through the lenses of his names. God is too big for us to comprehend, and looking at him through smaller filters helps make him real in those areas. Sometimes it's helpful to have prompts to remind us the things we should be grateful for. And for this reason, the Lord gave me something I call the praise alphabet. I have included a link to the praise alphabet list that the Lord created for me on the pattyej.podbean.com site for this episode. It reminds God who he is and who you are by the letters of the alphabet. This is by far not an inclusive list, but it is a nice start. The example on the list for the letter C is God is the creator, Christ, comforter, counselor, caretaker, and you are his chosen children, co-heir, and are called for a specific purpose. So hopefully you will get the idea of how this list was created. The praise alphabet can be used in many ways. You can choose to meditate on one name or characteristic or each of the letters, or you could do a Bible study on a topic to learn more about it. I run through the entire alphabet, allowing the Lord to pop into my spirit one word or name of God per letter. Then on another day, I might run through the alphabet again and ask the Lord to pop in one thing per letter related to my identity. Sometimes, instead of counting sheep, I do this exercise. You can try it too. You don't even need my list to come up with your own praise alphabet. The Lord will pop into your spirit words and promises, names, characteristics by the alphabet. I find it's a wonderful way to posture my heart properly for gratitude for all that the Lord is and all that he does for me. In today's encounter, we're going to do two things. We will have an encounter related to the praise alphabet, and we will also gain insight about issues that may be harder for us to be thankful for, and the Lord will give us his perspective on them. Before we dive into our encounter today, I wanted to take a moment to ask you for a blessing. If you have learned some new things and have drawn closer to God by this podcast, please pray for the Lord to multiply it and allow the Lord to pop a few names into your spirit for whom you could share this podcast with. Simply text or email them the link to the pattyej.podbean.com site and let them know why you've been blessed by it. 
And please check out my books, journals, and downloadable resources at pattysadala.com shop. And remember the code EJPOD to receive 10% off everything, even the stuff already on sale. And remember, they make great gifts too. Thank you for blessing me by your prayers and for being a listener to this podcast. If this is your first podcast experience with us, you may want to go back to the trailer episode and learn about the biblical foundation for dialogue journaling, our process for experiencing Jesus. This leads you through the first special place encounter with Jesus as a child. This is a starting point for all of our experiences with Jesus. For best results, it is always good to properly posture your heart for your experience by welcoming Jesus' presence with praise and thanksgiving and playing with him in a special place as a child for a few minutes before asking for anything from him. After spending some time with Jesus playing in your special place and fixing your eyes on him, I want you to ask him for a letter from the praise alphabet, any letter that pops into your spirit, and then he'll give you a word. It could be a name of God. It could be characteristic, but it's the one he most wants to speak into your heart about. It could be related to him. His name could be related to you. But the Lord will choose a word from one of these letters in the alphabet, and he'll speak to you about it. And then allow him to talk about an area in your life for which he wants you to see from his perspective. Stretch yourself to see and hear and feel from the Lord something personal today. Take all the time you need and record it all in your journal. I hope today was helpful for you to be able to recognize more areas in your life that you can be thankful and grateful for to the Lord and that you can have a heart posture of gratitude moving forward. And I hope that you were able to reframe an important circumstance in your life and that you receive some important revelation about it in your life. And I hope you will join us on this podcast adventure. Follow this podcast and forward it to others that you think may be blessed by it. And check out all the links below. They are designed to take you deeper. I thank God for you and bless you in Jesus' name.